Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Looking downfield, he's going to heave a bomb for Corey Davis at the goal line, into the end zone. He's got it! That's a jet touchdown! select Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU. Everybody. Welcome back to the Turn the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Will Parkinson, at WillPod11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Joined by a special guest, second time on the pod. It's the 75th pod I've done so far. Janae Coakley of SNY. Janae, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. This is my second time. I'm all excited. I know. I'm excited. Because uh, I always feel like I'm outdoors, you know. <laughs> I know. You might the... as well, you know, you're a better runner than me. So I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. We're, we'll get a, you know, obviously we're in the bye week uh, this week. Um, been very up and down, I would say, uh, the first five weeks, mostly down, unfortunately, um, some, you know, exciting second halves and things, um, the Tennessee game obviously stands out. What has been your overall kind of impression, um, through the first five weeks of, uh, of this Jets team? I mean, listen, before camp started, before everything, it was be patient. This is a young team. And you, you have to be patient. I mean, that's what you're seeing. You're seeing a very young team that's learning how to play, that's learning how, as Coach Sala will say, not to lose. I think the thing that surprised me the most, though, is A, the slow starts. I mean, the fact that they have not scored in the first quarter in five games. Like, that's crazy to me. Um, and just as the offense is – it's not clicking quite yet um but I've been very impressed with this defense because you know when we talked I think earlier we talked about how young this secondary is how these cornerbacks they've been phenomenal I mean they've been playing outright but besides the Denver game these guys have been every game they haven't given up so I think patience 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 it's a young team you have to build a culture you have to build a foundation I mean Quinnen Williams has never won in the month of September since he's been a professional athlete. That takes time to build. So I think, I know Jets fans don't want to hear this. They want to be patient. I'm not, I'm a little more optimistic than I was last year at this time. Does that help? Yeah, I mean, no, it helps. It's a lot of work. (laughs) I think at least knowing that the coach and the quarterback and the GM will all be here, um, you know, after this year, I think makes the optimism. Yeah. It kind of helps. It's just knowing that, you know, you're building towards something. Um, you mentioned those slow starts. What do you think is, what do you feel like the biggest issue is? Because for me, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And it feels like all of a sudden the second half they come out and it's like, they need 
Like last year, I know we talked about this off air. Last year was like the first quarter was great, and then it would just spiral and be awful. And then this year, it's like the first quarter is really bad, and then the rest of the game is like really exciting. So I don't. Do you feel like there's one specific reason, or it's a lot of different things? I think it's a lot of different things. I, I think, again, I, I don't know. I mean, because don't they have your first 15 plays scripted? You go over them over and over and over again. Like you said last year, they move that that first 15 plays they had down packed. Now this year, it's like. We'll get to going later. I don't, I, I, I talked to coach Sala, I think two Fridays ago, I asked him, I was like, do you have to change things up? Like, do you change up practice a little bit? Do you have to tweak something because of the slow start? And he said, no, I just have to, we just have to be, again, I use this word patient. Like we do tweak some things, but it's just, I don't know. I'll be interesting to see if Mike LaFleur is actually still on the field and does it moves up to the box the second half of the season. I don't know how, I mean, I think I read somewhere, I think Brian Costello mentioned it in um, an article in the post, how maybe have the first team offense play against the first team defense for a period of practice. I mean, we don't get to see practice anymore. So I don't know. It's just, again, if I had the answers, man, I'd be coach. We'd be coaching the NFL, but I just don't get it. I just don't get the slow starts. And like you said, the first quarter, you're like, where are they? Did they show up home or away? And then the second, third quarter, like, who is this team? Okay, here they are. It literally, like, I just don't, what I don't understand to me is, like, I know, like, obviously, I think the the passing of Greg Knapp, I think, is probably being, is probably something that people kind of forgot about and how important he was just in that veteran presence. Even for LaFleur is 34 years old. Like, he's not a, you and know. He's never been an offensive coordinator before. Yeah, he's never called plays in the NFL. I think people forget, like, everyone expects Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan. Like, I don't think people remember early Kyle Shanahan in, in Washington and or in, in Sean McVay in Washington and everyone came from Washington basically, which is not a good thing based on the news this week, but that's not really the point. We're also but, surrounded though by coaches, veteran coaches as well. Yeah. Where if you look at Sala's staff, he doesn't really have coaches that have been in that position before. Yeah, it's like even Sala's the first time head coach, right? It's like it's not like he's ever been a head coach at any level either. So I think there's a lot of adjustment. Um, I think the the disappointing thing has been the slow start in Denver kind of made sense to me. I feel like that game was just, that's a brutal game for it. This team is not ready to win in September in, in Denver. Um, obviously in that late window against a good defense, the they crowd. They yeah, that game, that game it. felt over. The offense wasn't. Round. No, and then even the defense, like the game to play, but you can only do so much. Um, last week was super disappointing for me, just from the aspect of like, they finally had a little bit of momentum and it like, felt like, I don't mean, you were there. You can tell me if I'm wrong. It felt like there's a more pro jets crowd. And like, it felt like there's this great momentum and going to the bye. they kind of starting to get healthier. And like, it was like even worse than the, the couple, like it was just no interception. I mean, there's one interception, but it wasn't even turnover. It was just like, they could not, couldn't like, figure it out. Yeah. They could, they're just like, everyone's not playing well at the same time. And on film, there's people open. There's guys open. Zach's like making the right reads. It's just slow. And, um, how would you Zach's had a best yeah. start on like Monday when Zach was just like, I think I'm just overthinking things like, and now I'm becoming too robotic and he just has to just let it go. But uh, I mean, it's five weeks. He's only been in the NFL for five weeks. But so you're, you're not right. ready to give up on Zach after 20 quarters. I'm not, I'm not, I know I'm not, I'm not a true, you know, I'm not a Jets fan. I cover the Jets, but no, I, I, I think again, I coach Saul and I don't know if it's fair to compare Zach's, first five games to Josh Allen's first five games because Josh Allen's team was different. The surrounding, he had a different surrounding, but you got to give these rookies a chance. No one's going to be Patrick Mahomes. No one is going to be like Patrick Mahomes. Like is like. Yeah, he's already compared with Brady as a goat. Like and like, but yeah, I, 
Yeah, it's I, I, what's interesting that, you know, you kind of pointed out, um, you know, Zach's, I guess we can kind of talk about Zach in terms of like, he's been, the throws against Tennessee are throws that I, I don't know. I mean, you've covered the Jets for a long time and I've watched them my whole life and I'm covering them now, but like, I've never seen throws like that. The, they're two or three against Tennessee. I don't know if there's five or six guys. And I think DJ pointed this out, like maybe there's six guys in the NFL that make that throw. Um, and then it's frustrating because you see the other ones. You're like, you want to shake him and like, throw the ball, throw the ball right now, and he's not doing it. Um, what have you seen from Zach overall? Because obviously very much highs and lows as well. Well, I like the way he's handled himself. I think he's try he stays even keel, which is very important, especially in this market, especially in – I think sometimes he tries too hard to be superstar. Let's go win this game. Like put on the back like, we did, like I did in college. And he's learned like – I don't think I can do that anymore. We're, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. You know, I, I like, again, I think there's an upside. He's shown so many flashes of potential. Like you said, the game in Tennessee, some of those throws you're like, okay, okay. I see what you did there. You're like what team am I watching? Exactly. Like, whoa. Okay. But then you also saw some throws in London where you're like, he was wide open and you missed that throw. So, but again, it's just a learning, the learning experience, learning curve. And I I do think, again, I think Greg Knapp, I think had a huge impact on this team, but also there's no veteran quarterback in that room who can say, listen, this is what happens. This I've been through this. This is, you know, I I think it helps when you have that veteran leadership, you have something in someone in that room who's been there, done it, the experience just to talk, or even sometimes just to pull them out and be like, you know what, we're going to rest. Like when Sam Darnold hurt his thumb, that one time or was it ankle? What was it? Yeah, it was his ankle. He like he shot out. Yeah, Josh played and he came back like a different person. I know it's different situations, different times, but I think sometimes you just need to sit back, watch it, and Zach can't. He doesn't I mean Mike White is his backup. He's never been in this situation before. If Mike White starts playing, this and things well, I'm not sure how confident I would be watching a game, let alone uh yeah. Well, yeah, it would not be fun. But no, I know you mentioned something earlier, and I, I meant to get to this, but you mentioned before between being in the box versus on the field. And I know he's mentioned Zach wants him on the field. And I wonder if that's because he doesn't feel like he has that veteran presence to kind of set him down. He wants to talk to somebody. Um, but I know LaFleur has mentioned he wants, he's like, likes being in the booth. So they're going to have to figure that out because. Mm-hmm. As much as he might want Zach on, you know, on the on the field, like Zach want him on the field, if he's not calling the plays properly, like I don't almost think it's hurting him. Like I, I don't, it's like difficult. I don't know what the answer is because you don't want your quarterback to be feel lost. But also, if the offensive coordinator's lost, that's not good. There's something that's got to change there in that dynamic of, you know, where they sit and you know who, where they're doing I stuff. I don't know. Does Mike feel more comfortable up in the booth? But Zach didn't want him, and so. I don't know. I just, I don't even know if that's the answer. I mean, it's an easy, oh, let's do this. That's an easy fix. And again, yeah, it was I, like last year, like let's let Dowell call plays and then it was the same playbook. So it didn't really change anything. Exactly. Pretty- and listen, I've never been a quarterback. I've never played in the NFL. I've never called a play in the NFL. You so who, am I to, who am I here to sit here? This is what they need to do. But I just think like. Don't something has to change. It. Yeah. Something don't overthink it. Like Mike, if you feel comfortable up in that booth, then you got to figure out why Zach wants you there. Yeah. You know. There's got to be some – yeah, the veteran quarterback thing is weird because I didn't really – I guess I overlooked it um, all camp. And, like, I was at camp, you were at camp every day. Like, it didn't really – I thought it was a good thing. It was exact same every rep. There's no one no, going to put pressure on him. And then, like, thinking about it now, like, no one's there to be like, 
dude, chill. Like you can't throw that away or like whatever. And yes, Michael Floor is there and stuff, but he's trying to plan for that next series. It's like yeah, but Michael Floor's never played that position. Never yeah, exactly. called. like I mean, it's different when you have that veteran guy you can watch and have him around. Even like I was thinking about like Mark Brunel was so good for Mark back in like and he was a pro bowl of a quarterback. Like Josh was, you know, really great for Sam, but Mark Brunel was like an actual legitimately really good playoff level quarterback. And it's just something to be said for like somebody that's kind of that selfless, like leader and that veteran presence. This team is so young. Like Sheldon Rankins is like the grizzly veteran. and He's 27 years old. That's I just like, another one just to have that veteran quarterback in the locker room. These guys are all young. Yeah, most of them are younger than me. I mean, I think they're like, at one point they were the youngest team in the NFL. They might be third youngest now or second. I mean, you got guys Still, who a- have only have the average like two years ever playing a game. But again, I they're in every game minus the Denver game. But I feel like at the end, you feel like, okay, they might be able to win this. Where I like that attitude. I like that, you know, they're growing. Yeah, I'd rather them lose that than 37 nothing. And it's like, you're like, oh, this this was bad and this was bad. I wanted to get, we'll get some positives here. Who's been maybe two or three guys? I know for me, CJ Mosley is like, I cannot talk enough about CJ Mosley in the positive light. Love that guy. I mean, um, I love CJ Mosley too. Yeah, I mean, as he's, besides CJ, I guess we could talk about him, but who are some guys that have really stood out to you? Like, these are either building blocks or like, I did not expect them to play at this level and, you know, be this competitive. Franklin Myers, who I love that guy. I mean, I know he was coming on strong last year, but like, he just like has like thrived. I, I love it. I love And he's one of the nicest guys you'd meet. I mean, just a real cool. You got, you got choked up. Don't lie. Yes. On uh, Thursday. Well, I, or whatever fairness, I actually didn't, I wasn't in that press conference. Oh, I was actually on. doing a one-on-one with CJ Mosley over to the side. And so we saw it and then CJ and I were like, what happened? And then someone told CJ and I were like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Like, how cool is that? Like, I was going to say, I know you how you are with your kids. I'm sure you would have I know. No, like if I would have saw it, I would have cried. Okay, I'll, I'll admit. No shame in that game. Um, I love Jonathan Myers. I think he's awesome. Um, Michael Carter, the running back in the, in the uh, uh, safety. Wait, yeah. Corner. Yeah, corner, whatever. It's the same thing. In the secondary. Um, who knows there? I mean, I've been impressed with that working Elijah Vera Tucker. I mean, I, I know he was in a first, I know he was a first round pick. He was supposed to do that. Like, but you know, it's not easy coming in though. I never played really together in the preseason. Um, Quincy Williams, Quinnen's brother. I had to eat some crow Quincy Williams. I destroyed him after the Denver game. And I never, I hate ripping on guys just because I know how hard it is. And like, I don't want to like destroy them, but I was like, this is why did the Jets like you can't possibly have just picked him up because of Quinn and like this is so bad. And then the next game is Tennessee and he's like him and you know, Quinn are off the, you know, with their grandma. And I was like, all right, I feel terrible. That was bad. Yeah, I mean he I got to interview both of them together after the game. It was awesome. Such good kids. And like and again, first brothers to ever you know, each have a sack on from the same team in the same game. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, the defense has just really impressed me a lot. They play I mean, hard. Like they really, they're physical. Like they, they play, they're pretty relentless. Yeah. I, I just, overall, I think the defense has a surprised me more than I thought. And again, like we talked about CJ Mosley, we can just, he's worth every penny you pay this kid. It's crazy. Like that he took basically two years off. I mean, I know he wasn't taking, he didn't take 2019 off. He obviously got hurt, but 
this he took 2020 off and looks just as good if not better than he did but like that, that doesn't happen in football maybe in baseball or something you could be a pitcher and like tommy john or something but like two years off in football is a really long time Le'Veon took one year off and then was done like it's crazy and it's so funny because i when i, I talked to cj in um london and he just has like this i don't know like this happiness this like freeing like and i said are you having i'm like you just seem to be having a lot of fun he's like i'm having time in my life like i think he's just out there loves the game appreciates the game because he didn't have it the last two years and just is i mean he just loves it and you can just tell he's just having fun out there yeah it's cool i know and like one jet stride they do a lot of stuff with his dad and like literally living in a basement he makes 20 million dollars a year like there's no reason he needs to be living in his dad's basement working out and like you can just tell like there's just like like you mentioned appreciation but also i think playing in robert Sala's defense you look at a lot of these linebackers the fred warners of the world and bobby wagner and all these guys like they just seem to like have the their best years and they're just like they're given so much freedom it's like their team it's their defense it's like cj mosley's defense and like i know that was a cool clip i tweeted i think you might have tweeted that too of like he changed the play in Tennessee. He changed them yeah. to zone because he knew it. And like to Kate, take Robert Sala has been in the league for a long time. He's been to Super Bowls. Like for him to be like, yeah, I, CJ Mosley did something no one's ever done in my defense was like that really took me back. I was not expecting him to even. You know, most coaches wouldn't admit that, which I think is cool about Sala that he is open with you guys too. He's awesome. Like and again, just changing that mindset and it's hard. You got to change a culture. Again, Quinnen Williams has never won in the month of September as a professional so bad that's bad that's really bad you have to change that and again i I know robert Charles talks about this a lot and tony dungy i covered him with the colts it's really hard to teach a team how not to lose and they tried to lose that tennessee game like they really if the fact that they won that is so so unjust tennessee tried to lose that game game. (laughs) and they did fat randy bullock necessarily win that game but they didn't lose that game. Yeah, which was a big thing. My mom literally, yes. I brought my mom and she was like, they're going to lose this game. Like this, the Jets don't know how to win. And I'm like, all right. All right, mom. I, I see if that's, that's a good, it's a pretty interesting comment, but no, you're right. Like they had so many chances to win that, like lose that game. And they didn't thankfully, but. Yeah. So uh, it's a big step. Like I said, it's five weeks in. I mean, again, where did you think the Jets would be right now? I thought optimistically be two and three and realistically one and four. Like I just, I was disappointed that they didn't win one of, I thought they could win one of Carolina, New England or Atlanta. Um, I thought they'd be two and three. We wouldn't be talking. There wouldn't be any like necessary negativity, like disappointment. If they went into the bye two and three. Yeah. Because now it's like, you have this, I don't know. There's just something about the fact that they, the way they lost, on Sunday where like they were in the game but like kind of they kind of felt like they were getting blown out but also could have won it was like that weird and a bend don't break yeah it was a bend don't break thing and it was kind of weird and then now you have two weeks of like does Zach Wilson suck should Robert suck I'm like guys I tweeted out like five times and people are getting all butthurt about I'm like you guys chill out like (laughs) I mean again like you said what did you really think they were gonna be 400 400 yards a game 35 points I'm just asking for a first down in the first quarter. That's all I'm asking for. Exactly. I'm asking for maybe a field goal in the first quarter. I mean, just some points. Like the fact that they have been shut out in the first quarter every single game. It was game. 73 yards in the first quarter in five games. Yeah, those aren't good numbers. But at the end of the day, like I said, you've got to feel 
good moving forward. They have some really good pieces. They ha- they just have to figure it out. But that's what that's what happens. You have a young team and you're trying to change the culture. And the other other thing that surprises me is a Denzel Mims. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, what well, I know, I, I, I love Kim Jones, and she tweeted it out during the game, I think, and she might have asked the question. I could be wrong. Uh, yesterday, I think she asked Salar. You was someone maybe did. She was like, How, "You guys have to incorporate Mims, right?" Like she was kind of like, it was kind of like putting a little pressure on Salar because I know he skated around the answer. Oh, it's the playbook and these things, and I think that flew for a little while because it was like, okay, I can see it. He's missed a lot of camp, and I didn't truthfully when I was at camp, I wasn't like wow, Mims looks great. Like, he he did look like the fifth or sixth receiver. Um, but when he gets in the game, he's played really well. Like, last year he did. Oh, well, this year. 27 yards. Yeah. Against, the one Carolina. He looked, he looked good on Sunday. Like, I thought he looked pretty good. So, me, he's a big body. He's fast. He's quick. Throw, get him down there. Get him the damn ball. Again, yeah. I don't get paid big bucks to be the, the coach. I don't get paid big bucks to be the quarterback. I don't get big bucks to be the offensive coordinator. But – it's easy for me to be like, dude, just use him. Like, this guy looks like he should be playing. Like, explain to me and, like, <laughs> explain to me like I'm an idiot why he can't, why he's not playing right now. Like, no, I thought the same thing. I meant, like, they have to find a way to get, I think their four best receivers are pretty clearly Elijah Moore, Denzel Mims, Corey Davis, and Jameson Crowder. And I'd like to see at some point this year, all four of them on the field at one time and just like, I don't know. My one biggest gripe, and this is, I actually think LaFleur has been better than people give him credit for. I think there's stuff that's been there and there's been drops and bad protection and whatever. Stop putting Zach under center so much. Like these college quarterbacks generally all play in shotgun a lot in college. They see the field. They don't turn their back to the defense at all. And like, I felt like, especially the New England, the games where he struggled the most, it's like these, like these teams are blitzing him. He turns his head and all of a sudden, like, there's a million things going on and that's when he seems like to slow down and not process. So I just would like to see play fast. Like you, this young team, I feel like you should have this energy that like you, you can run 90 plays and like the other team might get tired. You're not. Cause you guys are 23, 24. You'd be like, I don't know, that's the cool part about being young, right? Like you don't, you've never experienced this stuff. So there's no. You should like, know what's not to do. Yeah. You don't know what not to do. So you just keep going. Cause that's what you do. Um, and most of these guys all won every game in college or near, damn near every game. So I don't know. Now I guess going out of the bye, they have new England again. Um, and then I was going to ask you about Indy cause I know that's going to be near, that's going to be really exciting for you. Um, but coming out of the bye with new England, like what are, what's really, what's a realistic expectation. I don't think new England is good as the jets made them look, but at the same time, 
obviously the Jets have not done well against New England. I think the Jets can win this. I mean, I feel a little more confident if it was at MetLife Stadium because Bill doesn't lose in, you know, at uh, Gillette Stadium. Um, but I think the Jets have a really good chance of beating them. Um, I think if they're just in the game and they keep it close, like if it comes down to the last play, I'm okay with that. Like if they get off to a fast start and like put points on the board that first quarter, like show me that you are moving this way and not this way. Like show me you're going that way. I, I think, like I said, I think the Jets can beat the New England Patriots. I really do. The Patriots, like you said, are not very good. No, I think the Jets made them look a lot better than. Yeah. And like, and I, I, mean, I know, I know you can't throw out games, but like the Brady game. Yeah, they're two and three, but like Houston lit them up on Sunday, and I, again, I know you can't take stuff out of games, but like the Brady coming back to New England in the rain and like, yeah, they looked fine, but that game had so much emotion. Brady, who never gets kind of fired up, was like you could tell he was off. So I just I think like that game should be taken out. That's once in a lifetime we'll never see that happen again type of game so i don't know obviously week eight though i think it's week eight and maybe it's week nine jets go to indy they do week nine right i think it's week nine how excited are you this is probably this is pretty cool for you i love Indy. i mean i was there for four years um covered two super bowls with them um and the great thing about indy is people don't leave so like my boss is still there like all my like friends are cool. And like, it's the only nationally televised game they have. It's like it's the only exciting. one Thursday night. Let's hope. I think they can be very competitive in that game. I, I think there's no be, reason they can't be. No, not at all. And I think this would be the perfect time for them to be like, look, see, we're building. Like, like you said, a primetime game Thursday night in Indy. I love the stadium. I love Lucas Oil Stadium. I just love the people. I love the fans. Uh, I love, I just love Indy. I, I'm just so excited about it. Yeah, no, I, I think it's one of the best stadiums to watch a game on TV as well. It's like it, it's very easy to it kind of pops. The turf is very nice at the light. I don't know. It's like certain stadiums are very watchable. Like Dallas is a very TV friendly uh, stadium. I think MetLife's a little better on TV than it is in person, but I guess it's a. Let me tell you, though, the stadium in London. Uh, to- Tottenham, I can't yeah, Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah. yeah, the best state I've ever been in my life. We walked up to first of all the, the press box is outdoors, which is awesome. Like that's pretty cool. Line, like two rows up, like it was awesome. You walk up and you just see it. You're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And then they have like up to the side, there's like these stadium these stands that go all the way up like this. And it's built for the home team fans to sit there and it's just so loud and so like crazy. And then like the opening of this game. Again, I've covered two Super Bowls. I've been to two, I've been to three Super Bowls. I've never seen something so like it's weird I, on TV. On TV, it's hard. It was hard to tell because like it, the it sound was, was all messed up. It was. Oh, really? Yeah, hey, for like it went out for I was streaming it because it was like on the NFL Network, and it like went out for a little bit, and then in, and like, I couldn't tell like the atmosphere and everyone. I saw you were saying it. Like DJ was tweeting it, like this atmosphere is crazy, and I'm like, what am I missing? Like I want to see what's going on. Like, like just like the fans, the light shows, the running out, then they sang the um, British national anthem, and then the American. Was national- someone up in like the ceiling or like whatever? Way, way up, and then like then the blue, red, white, and blue cart streaming out, and then all of a sudden, like these four fighter jets fly over. I mean, it was again never experienced anything like that. And I've been to 
pretty much all the stadiums. I haven't been to the new SoFi. Is that the LA stadium? Yeah, it's a new one. And then Vegas, I guess, is the only other new one, right? But we could have gone to both yeah. sides here, but. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been, I don't know, I was excited. I wanted to go to a real game uh, last year, but um, I guess two more things. And before we wrap, what do you, like, if you had to predict their record, I don't know what your prediction going into the season was. Has it changed at all? And if so, like, how many wins do you think they realistically end up with, uh, you know, by uh, by the end of the year? I'm thinking between four and six. But that's, a, I mean, again, as long as. They won two games last year, so. Yeah, at the end of the year, if I feel if they're going up, this was supposed to be a rebuilding year. I know they don't like saying that, but this was a rebuilding year. This was a year that's supposed to show progress. They weren't supposed to be, they weren't going to the Super Bowl people. They weren't going to the playoffs. Like, we got to chill a little bit. Like, most teams don't do that turnaround. You completely, you have to build a foundation. Like, you can't knock down a house and then a week later expect the house to be built back up without any problems you just got to build that foundation i was thinking i think six is real optimistic four is probably about reasonable and watch yeah. i i like in a sucker got trapped into saying seven wins in the preseason um although some of the teams that they have later in the year like it's miami looks a lot worse than yeah i think i thought they were going to although i should have known the offensive line's bad yes. um uh, I want to ask you one th- one thing about the rookie quarterbacks. Obviously, everyone's kind of struggled so far. You know, I've seen some moments from everybody. Do you think – do you feel like – I know Mac Jones got a lot of praise, and I'm not quite sure why. I guess I should know the answer to that. But um, how can – what do you think – what do you, would you attribute to, like, all these rookies who are supposed to be these uber-talented, like, everyone expects them to come in and play well, and they've all, like, really struggled? I, I kind of figured that would happen, but have you because, seen anything? Because of Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert, like – you have they these, kind of ruined it for everybody. They did. And think about like Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in the game. For how many did he play his rookie year? Nope. <laughs> Look at Tom Mahomes, Brady. Mahomes didn't play his rookie year. No, that's to Alex Smith. I mean, he didn't start his rookie year either. Like, that's what people, and again, I mean, but Mahomes actually didn't win a Super Bowl second year. So it's like, but again, he had pieces around him. But like you said, he didn't even like you're expecting these kids to come in. And just take over. It didn't happen. You don't, again, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. I know Peyton Manning started, but he was horrible his rookie year. So bad. Horrible. Josh Allen was awful. He was so bad. Exactly. Exactly. Josh, I mean, and look at their building. I mean, Kyler Murray, he was decent, right? He was was fine, but, like, he wasn't Kyler Murray that he is now, two years later. I'm trying to. I don't, Baker was fine. I get, Lamar, Lamar wasn't great. And Lamar won an MVP as his second year. That's just it. But again, I, I just think sitting out a year is okay. But we're such a me, me, me. Now, now, now. Has to get done. Like coaches get, again, my husband, as you know, my husband's a coach. Yeah. Like coaches need time to build their program. What happens is they don't see results immediately. Well, he's done. He's got to go. Bye. And then the next coach comes in and tries. It's like, look at the best teams in the league right now. They've been built up by, and they have a hell of a quarterback. And they've been, I mean, again, look at the Patriots for how many years. Look at the Indianapolis Colts for how many years. Look at Green Bay for how many years. You have your quarterback, and you also have a strong team around them. And, a, and this coach. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just it's interesting. I the, all if you look at all these, look at all look at all those young guys, right? Like Sean Payton's had the same system. I know New Orleans; they're moving, they're in, they're going into kind of transition. But Josh Allen's with the same. They had Drew Brees for how many years? Right, they had Drew Brees, same coach, same offensive coordinator. Baltimore, same staff, same quarterback. Buffalo, Kansas City. I mean, the Chargers are switched, but like Brandon Staley, by the way, has been as impressive as anybody I've seen yep. thus far. Brandon Staley, the Chargers coach, some of the comments he's made with like the way he handled the Gruden stuff, I thought was awesome. But I don't know. I just, I thought that was really cool to like see people be mature about situations when not everyone's that mature right now. Um, but no, you look at all those guys, they've all kind of stability. Like the Jets have never had that stability. I think that's something that's really like well, they've struggled with. But you have to build that stability. Like it doesn't just happen overnight. It doesn't happen in three years. It doesn't. This, mar- this market doesn't exactly uh, no, allow stability. <laughs> but look at Tom Coughlin. They wanted into Eli Man. They want him gone. And then he, yeah, he was Eli was terrible in the beginning. Didn't he like the zero quarterback? I think that's like the infamous thing. I don't know if it was the Ravens or something. Like we thought Eli was going to like walk and never play football again, and then he won two Super Bowls. So how many times the Giants care when Coughlin gone? Yeah. And he was there for a long time. And that's a that's a really demanding fan base, too. I know the Jets fans kind of are a little more emotional, but the Giants fans aren't, you know, easy either. Yeah, that's part of, unfortunately, the way it goes. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of... Uh, obviously, fair, I mean, again, I feel bad for Jets fans. I truly no, do. It's, it's tough. <laughs> I can't tell you it's, an, it's enjoyable every Sunday. The problem is, is what happens, there's a cycle. It's like, all week, you're like depressed on Monday and Tuesday. You're angry when everyone's gone. By Wednesday, you talk yourself into, oh, we might win. Sunday morning comes, oh, we're definitely winning. And then by the end of the first quarter, you're like, yeah, this is bad. I'm never coming to the stadium again. Do you feel different this year just because it's a new coach, new quarterback? Like, do you feel like I feel, I don't know. I've like, it's difficult. I've been trying to be as like, obviously now with the podcast and trying to cover the team, I try to be as unbiased as possible, but like, it's really difficult. I'm like going to the Tennessee game all week. I'm like, I don't want to pick them. I don't want to pick them. And then Friday comes and I'm like, damn it. They're going to win this game. And they did, which was awesome. But like you get bought in. That's the problem. I don't know. I think people forget, like when you get in that stadium around Sundays, like as much as you want to rebuild and all these different things and you're okay with losing the emotion of the crowd and you want to be not okay with losing. Yeah. Like they're it's not about being comp- team, but they're learning. Yeah, that's that's okay. I don't want. I just can't like. It's just difficult. You you like that's what people I think understand. Even in the NBA and baseball, whatever it is, like it doesn't matter. Like you get in that game and all of a sudden you're the other team gets paid too. You're getting paid. Like you you go on Twitter. You don't want to have fans talking shit to you and like you know that's like you want to be like yeah, this is my team. Yes, I think we talked about last in the podcast. Like my husband watches film, goes to practice. Like sometimes they have a bad game. He doesn't go, you know what, let's go. Have, I want to lose this game. Let's go have a bad game. <laughs> if you did, that's probably an issue. Like, it's just, like, again, again, maybe I have a different perspective, but it's like, these guys are out there work busting their asses to try to win. But it takes time. Just yeah. like, you have to work your way up. My daughter just learned how to ride a two-wheeler. She didn't just get on a two-wheeler and ride her bike. We had training wheels. We took a training wheel off. She fell off several times trying to balance it, and now she can ride a two-wheeler. It didn't happen overnight. I mean, she did go really quickly. I I was, you do I, have a slightly athletic family, if we're being honest. So, like, just turned three, and she was determined to ride a two-wheeler. You did, did she get any advice from Michael Jordan this time, or uh, we have, I, we're playing that on hold? 
<laughs> right. Um, now we got, there's a lot of, obviously, you know, the Jets will be, um, you know, take on New England and there'll be a lot of exciting stuff. Make sure you catch me on SMY, Twitter, you know, Instagram. I think everyone kind of knows where to catch you at this point. Also, you have to interview Christian Pulisic, which was pretty cool. I'm a huge soccer fan. Didn't He's know he was awesome. a Jets fan. He is awesome. The yes. nicest guy. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't know who he was when he was standing right next to me. Started talking. Uh, yeah, I know. I, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. And then I was like, oh. Especially oh, in London, it's a big he's deal. Tiny. He's he's little. Yeah, he's a small dude. He's, I think he's probably oh, he's maybe five. I think eight, he's five, a, like five eight. Like he's tiny. Yeah. I mean, but you don't expect to be like one of the best athletes in the world. Yeah, like, no, you forget that. Like you captain. Like people will realize more who he is once you make the World Cup this year or in, well for twenty twenty two. Oh, don't but, worry, people over there know exactly who he is. Like, oh yeah, in London, oh, he's a big deal. He's a he's a bigger deal. Like I feel like he's almost a bigger deal in Europe than he is here. Which oh, no doubt, no doubt. Really weird, but I know he um his parent, his father and grandfather were Jets fans. Oh, okay, makes sense. Because I was gonna say like he's a Philly kid, like or a Hershey. I'm he like, born, I think he was born in New Jersey. Okay, well there we go. That makes sense. But I mean, I'm, I'm happy to claim him. It's okay. Long Island and are huge, huge Jets fans. So he's kind of born into. I don't know how much he like. But he, he, the he, Jets have a pretty famous like fan base, I will say. Like, for not being very good, there's a lot of like very famous people that love the Jets. Like, there's a lot of rappers and like Tony well, Soprano back in the day. The Jets fan, like, he, his, like I said, his father and grandfather, huge, huge Jets fan. I think pretty he focuses cool. more on soccer than, I or, sorry, I would football. hope so. His sport more than like the American football. But yeah, you're right. There's, think of all the people who are Jets fans. Think of all the movies was, you watch and you see a Jets jersey. I know, like Adam. I think I don't know. There's always an Adam Sandler Jets jersey flying yeah. around. I'm trying to think. There's like somebody else that's really yeah. famous. But yeah, Elf. Was oh yeah, an Elf. Yeah, an Elf. He's in a Wayne Corbett jersey. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, no, obviously appreciate hopping on. Um, hopefully next time around we'll have some more positive, uh, you know, positive things. It's got this one's a little more positive than last time. Last time we're talking about Sam. Yeah, we're talking about Sam, and unfortunately, um, you know, that for both of us ended <laughs> rather quickly after that, but it's okay. It's okay. He's doing all right in He's Carolina. Doing, you know I, I, I'm a huge Sam Darnold fan. I will root for him. To yeah, do me well. too. I want him to do well, but I want, you know, just like I want Gino to do well for Seattle, but I hope that Seattle loses every game this year so the Jets pick oh, is yeah, better. But <laughs> Jamal's, uh, Jamal's not doing himself any favors on Jets Twitter, but whatever. That's a whole other discussion. More power to him. <laughs> the blitz boy stuff's never going to end but we obviously appreciate you uh appreciate you coming on and uh you know again make sure you follow janae and uh, yeah there we go we'll uh we'll make it work but we appreciate it and we'll talk to you guys on uh we'll talk to you guys on tuesday